Rude. Definition. Adjective. Offensively impolite or bad-mannered. December 2018. It's just before 7am and I'm standing in a TV studio about to go on breakfast television. This is normal. This is part of my job. As a journalist and feminist commentator, I'm regularly offered a seat at a desk or on a sofa in order to, put bluntly, have a row with Piers Morgan. The format is almost always the same. I arrive at the studio, often still half asleep, get my hair and makeup done, which functions like a kind of armour, and neck a cup of coffee. After an extensive and nuanced research chat, I then go on set and have a much less nuanced and much angrier debate with somebody who has been cast because they have the exact opposite opinion to mine. I'll usually have Piers Morgan shouting from one side and a fellow panellist shouting from the other. Today, I'm nervous. The person who is attaching a microphone to my bra has cold hands. Incidentally, microphones. They go in your jacket pocket if you're a man, but if you wear a dress on TV, that means you're getting a cold hand down your back while an embarrassed sound technician tries to make the mic pack clip onto your underwear. I don't usually get nervous, but today I'm tired and stressed. It's early in the morning and I've gained a little weight in the run-up to Christmas, which means there'll be even more horrible comments on social media as soon as we're done. Plus, it's a divisive topic. Should there be limits on what jokes comedians can make? The producer shepherds me down a corridor to introduce me to my fellow guest, a comedian who was told he couldn't make sexist or racist jokes at a charity event and caused a small news story by objecting to it. Hi, I smile, offering my hand. It's nice to meet you. He smiles back, perfectly friendly, just as they always are. TV producers like to keep debate guests in different rooms before the show. They do this for two reasons. Because they don't want you to get into the debate off-camera, and because it's much harder to have a fiery debate with someone if you've made friends in the green room. Anyway, they point us in the right direction and tell the comedian to stand in front of me. Shouldn't it be ladies first, he smirks. Oh wait, is that sexist? I smile, perhaps roll my eyes a little, but say nothing. He is trying to wind me up. It works, but I don't acknowledge it. You see, I'm a nice girl. I don't rise to it when people try to bait me with lazy jokes about sexism. I'm here for a debate, but I still want everyone to like me. This, I realise a few minutes later, has always been my mistake. Soon we're on air and I'm asked a question. The comedian has already had his say, and now he's trying to talk over me. Without thinking about it, I put my finger to my lips and I shush him like I would if he were a naughty child. I keep shushing him, and when he continues talking, I say, either I can talk or we can both talk, but I'm not going to stop talking. And he stops. For the first time in as long as I can remember, a man has stopped talking to let me have my say. And it feels incredible, like I've shattered my own personal glass ceiling. After years of fighting to be heard at dinner parties and work meetings, I have finally snapped and thrown my full force at the problem. The interview finishes and we make friendly noises towards each other, shake hands and part amicably. Then everything explodes. Social media lights up with horror at my behaviour. I am dubbed Rebecca Rude. I am briefly a news story. I go home for Christmas and distant family members think it's funny to put their finger to their mouth and shush me as a greeting. It is quite funny, actually. Overnight, I have become known as a rude woman. Initially, I am mortified. I am not rude. 
at least not in the most traditional sense. I've been complimented on my manners since I was a small child. I always say please and thank you. I tip, I send birthday cards, I don't complain about splitting the bill, even if I only had a main course. I used to write a column about etiquette and I pen a stonking thank you letter. But the longer it goes on, the more people call me Rebecca Rude, the more I start to realise the last decade of my life has been a journey to deprogram myself, a mission to unlearn the messages I was taught as a child and a teenager. With every year that passes, I get ruder. And it is no coincidence that the ruder I get, the happier and more successful I become. Rudeness, I realise, is a talent. And rather than shy away from it, I'm going to turn it into my own personal superpower. You can do the exact same thing.